Yo, yo. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of In the Pink. Today in studio, we have two forts of the band Sweep Echo. Guys, what is going on, man? Howdy. We have Dan, we have Ty. Yeah. We have Mario as always as a co-host. Dude, that was a, that was cool, man. Did you miss that? Did you catch that? <laughs> no, I didn't catch it. Whatever. Dude, they were like in tandem. We even look at we even have eye contact until after. That was Boom. weird. I don't know. If we're like that though. Me and <laughs> they were ready, dude. They they were prepared. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's about, man. You got to come out swinging. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, always. You have to come out swinging. Got to come out prepared. But guys, um, you know what is up? What is up, everyone out there listening? What is up, everyone out there watching? Welcome back to another fine edition of it, of this In the Paint podcast. Uh, drink a little Budweiser. Um, it's five o'clock somewhere. So uh, yeah, like I said, <laughs> we are we two fourths of the band Sweep Echo. Correct? Do I have yes, that correct? That is absolutely correct. Awesome, awesome. So uh, yeah, guys. I mean, you know, it's first time uh, on the show, uh, first time in studio, which is awesome. I love. The in studio, uh, you know, podcast more than the uh, the whole virtual thing, but um, yeah, man, uh, how's uh, I guess how's your you know whole week been going? Uh, it's all right. I mean, tell us a little about yourselves for people don't, out there who don't know who you are. Uh, we are a alternative rock band from South Jersey. Uh, kind of emo, kind of not. That's like what I like to go with, you know. Um. Yeah, I don't know. We just, we like Halloween, <laughs> spooky things. Uh, yeah, we'll get into that. That sort of that sort of stuff. Uh, Ty, what do you got? Yeah, in terms of the band, I don't know. Um, it's it's hard to explain. Like I always have trouble when people ask me, like, what genre is it? But yeah, I I know you have a bunch of emo influence, uh, but it's also like heavy. Oh, we have, yeah, we have we have so many in, wider. Yeah, it's crazy. Like right. emo is like our thing that we zero in as a unit but like what we all listen to individually is like crazy like right absolutely yeah everything's uh completely different i mean um you know you you could definitely hear that in your sound um you know i was listening to uh you know your guys's new song fried rice uh which congratulations with that i know you guys uh had just came out with the music video Uh, and put the song out, um, you know, just a couple weeks ago uh, for everywhere, you know, for it to be heard on, you know, pretty much uh, every streaming platform. Um, so I guess, uh, you know, I guess without, uh, you know, getting to it, I mean, um, you know, kind of take take us through what kind of went into that process. Because, you, you know, you were just talking about how you guys are into like, you know, Halloween, scary stuff, you know, stuff like that. And, and that completely shows in that video. So which is awesome. You know what I mean? Oh, which yeah. is completely awesome. Uh and it came out on Halloween, so yeah. That's that is Dan's brainchild. Is like, it? The, the I don't know. Aesthetic, everything like that. Definitely. I mean, it's filmed at his damn house. Oh yeah, you know? that's true. It's totally like our our house that yeah, we live the, in right all now. All the like cool shots you see with all the decor and things like that. Yeah. I gotta give my girlfriend still... a shout out because she said she did all the decorating and stuff, and oh, she yeah, knocked Morgan. it out of the park. Um, yeah, she sick. killed it. And the song's about her too, so you know. Sick. Well, um, shout out to your girlfriend. Yeah, if she yeah. If she didn't exist, the song wouldn't exist. So, <laughs> really thankful for both both things, her and the song. Fuck yeah, man. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, this, the music, though, for the, the song, the writing process for that one, I feel like is the most unique. Um, like, I wrote the lyrics, and he's right about, like, the aesthetic for, like, the video and presentation, but, like, the actual performance and, like, what we came up with, that was all, like, I said, all right, one practice, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to practice the songs we just ran through, or do you want to do something new? And, the, and Ty was like, let's do something new. And, you know, Ed and Vince were like, yeah, sure. So I was like, all right, which one of these three riffs do you want to do the most? And I like played fried rice and like two other songs. And they all said, let's do that one. So I said, all right, here's what I play. And I just played the song, you know, like my part and said, what do you guys think? And we're like, okay, let's just run. You were just like, let's run through it. And like, we just played the song. <laughs> like it just happened. Do you right. mean like right then uh, yeah. and there? Um, That's sick. And I remember you talking, uh, you guys were talking to Justin last episode. Um, yeah. Shout out to Dusty, uh, but the uh, yeah. Shout out how to sometimes Dusty. the best songs just like happen. yeah, they just happen. Like you just start jamming, you know, you play a riff and something comes out of it. It's just like it feels organic that way. Yeah, yeah, man. I think it's the most organic song we have. I don't know. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. Um, we 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 have kind of a similar situation, uh, you know, with uh, you know, with the new song where you know it's just kind of like you know everyone's just in in the moment right then and there and whatever you're whatever's coming out whatever sounds are coming out it's just you know that's it you know yeah. what i mean there's like no questioning it you know oh my my uh dog butters oh. crashing the stream <laughs> what's up butter what's boy? up but i love dogs i have a i have a i have a black lab at home um he's yeah. probably attracted to me i just showered in like a week <laughs> <laughs> Nah, Butters is a uh, great dog. This is probably his. Uh, I don't know. Probably he's probably like he's probably in the double digits now. Yeah, double digits in podcast. In podcast, <laughs> man. Might as well start saving him a seat. Most excellent. <laughs> nah, man. But um, no, nah, that that's all. Is this um the song you're saying? Is that what you're in the studio now? Or uh, yes and no. I mean, you know, we we record stuff here. Um. And, you know, we also, uh, you know, go to studios, too, to kind of, like, get the, the finishing touches, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. demo stuff uh, here. And then, um, but no, I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's just one of the songs, like, right, right off the rip, right off, like, when we started writing, um, that was, like, one of the first, like, where we all just jammed. You yeah, know there I mean? was that one clip where it was just, like, our, our guitar player, Nick, was just, like, he, he, I had this part, and he just started playing. And we all just figured out, you know, what key and just all came up with something on the spot that almost sounded like, you know, we've been writing it for weeks. Right. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And, and, and yeah, like you said, like some of the best songs just kind of happen. Yeah. And you almost that... don't even want to change it because you don't want to overthink it. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I told Ed, because Ed did this, we recorded the we recorded the second take that we did, the song. I, I, we, I still have the recording of us playing it on, on like, phone. Like, no shitty, shit, sounds that. like lo-fi as hell. Well, I've, I know, we... Used to be in our, like, our text chat or whatever, but mm-hmm. I, I'd have to probably dig it up and resend it again. But the uh, the like take that Ed did on the guitar solo, solo, like I was like, you have to do that that way every time. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it, it was perfect. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know why it was like so simple, but like, so that's like exactly how it is on the recording. You know what I mean? Like, right. uh, the final and version. catching it on the phone's good because then you have the visual too. It's like. It's like you know. You, not only do you can you can hear the notes and remember, you can also like watch yourself playing mm-hmm. it so you can remember the parts. Yeah, we yeah. try to do that too sometimes. Well, we did. Uh, you know, speaking with the one song, like we were saying, we were jamming with. You know, we mm. just so happened to have the cameras going and everything. We so happened up. to be plugged in too, like the live mix. Plugged in live <laughs> like, mix. Like going. that thing was like crystal clear demo quality. Yeah, man. We got lucky. Yeah, man. It's just it, sometimes. It's, yeah, sometimes iPhone and stuff just. <laughs> 
unexpectedly sounds fantastic. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. Yeah. Um, how far technology's come, like, in our lifetimes, I feel like, more than anyone. Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, just doing the podcast right now, like, you know, this is stuff that would be, like, previously, like, I don't know, like... Unattainable. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean? Like, um... Like it existed like about a decade ago, but would you be able to get it like like just and have it in your house? I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 become uh, very you know accessible and um, you know, but there there's a lot of different avenues where where it can go, and it's kind of like um, you know now it's been like this kind of like resurgence of podcasts almost being like a almost good source of information. You know what I mean? For oh, yeah. some podcasts, I would say. You know what I mean? become this whole evolution of uh you know some would say like news you know what i mean um and and it's just like yeah like you were saying like you know you could just go to you know like youtube or whatever and then boom there it is yeah. i think what yeah. makes that so cool too is like uh it's not it's it's not relegated only to like major corporations or anything now like you can, it's localized like you guys are interviewing uh, we're podcasting now with we're 30 minutes away from you you know, yeah, exactly. It's cool that it's localized. You can create kind of a scene that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been we've been trying to do that too. Like, um, it's just good. But like, all the bands in the scene have all been like really like you know will, willing, yeah, really receptive and really willing to come on. It's been cool. Like in a time where there's no shows and like we're not out touring together, we're not out playing these venues together, we're able to still kind of stay connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really important that we do too. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, man. I, you guys have talked about it so many times on various episodes mm-hmm. and. I, I don't mind hearing it over and over again. It's just like the whole like content creator like yeah. aspect, you know, like that's not something I was ever really strong with. I feel like in the past and now it's like, I got to do it every day. You know what I mean? Like exactly. Got to like adapt. And that's how we got to keep the band like pushing still, forward like, front and center and going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Because before, I mean, you had like, you know, and uh, you know, we'll kind of get into this too, where, you know, um, kind of like news from today with the voltage lounge and, how that possibly could be, uh, you know, not, essentially non-existent. Yeah. But um, you know, which is which is crazy to me. But um, you know, yeah, it, it is important to uh, you know, to 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 build that scene. But um, no, nah, man, fucking, oh damn, I lost my train of thought there. Um, I'm terrible, bro. I'll, I'll be the first to admit. Like I <laughs> yeah, said, my short term, <laughs> short term memory has definitely been an issue. Um, nah, man, but uh. Yeah, so it's it's been strange to Take see like like these clubs and stuff we'd play pretty routinely in Philly and it's just they they can't keep their doors open now. Yeah, so it's right. it's a worrying thing as a musician where you you kind of you're grasping at straws in terms of how can we stay relevant or how right how can we keep the same feeling of right. like some music scene going when places like you know Voltage Lounge are closing down. Uh, Bourbon and Branch. Yeah. You know, they oh, is that one too? Doors recently. And it's oh, just, jeez, I didn't even hear that. So <laughs> many, like, I played I know, so well, many shows um, there in just like the last yeah. three years. Boot and Saddle yeah. did, right? Yeah. yeah. It was a big one. Yeah, I they just, been, yeah, I might they be confusing the two. Uh, I might be wrong, but uh, I'm pretty sure Bourbon and Branch as well. But, but it's, yeah, it's, you've got to somehow keep keep like the, the light alive, the candle aflame, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like if the artists are there when this is over, the venues, then the venues, like, you know I mean, like, it sucks that the venues that it currently exists are, like, fading, but, like, they they wouldn't have a reason to exist if there was no art to begin with, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, like, as Very long as true. the art keeps pushing forward, they'll, they'll, they'll come back, like, there'll be new ones, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, that's an interesting thought, too, is, like, how those places rely on music, because I know, like, yeah. I, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to me, like, 
uh, most of the time I'm gigging, I'm not making that much capital from it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's about selling the merch or, or <clears throat> you know, just appealing to people. But networking. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's more for but the exposure. But yeah. at, when it comes down to the, the brick and mortar places, you know, it's, they're like, it's kind of making them realize like you, that's a huge draw. You need that type of, of thing, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Then. Go no, ahead. no, no. I mean, uh, what I was going to say is, you know, like you were saying with, with the whole content creator. Yeah. Like we talked about a lot, you know, on, on this show, um, you know, but a, a lot of the content, you know, before was coming from, you know, like our live performances mm-hmm. and, and stuff exactly. like that. So like, like you were saying, like you, you know, now, you, you know, you're finding yourself more having to dive into that to, to, I wouldn't say prop the band up, but just keep it going. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's right now it's like, you know, we're, we're forcing to adapt, adapt at such a rapid pace. And, um, you know what I mean? It's, it's just, but it's been cool though to, to, to see, you know, all these, you know, local bands, um, just like, you know, we're talking about pull together. We're all still doing our thing. You know, we're all still pumping out good material. And at the end of the day, it's like, you know, that's what it's about. And then, you know, like we've been talking about, like with Silver Lining, like, you know, we've built this like network and it's been, you know, nothing short of awesome. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's exciting what, what's to come, you know, um, just getting that, I, I know everyone got the uh, Spotify wrap up, you know, today that was going, uh, you know, pretty, uh, pretty crazy, which, which is pretty cool to see. But that that's like the stuff like, you know, when I see that, it still gives me like, you know, hope because it's like there is still something in that, you know? Yeah. Someone out there is listening and paying attention. That's exactly. what I get out of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, yeah. The arts, the arts will always exist. And like, yeah. especially... Especially in times of like turmoil, when sh- when shit sucks, the arts that's kind of like when they're revivified, you know? Yeah. Because it's just what else can you do if it's if everybody's having physic like uh, you know troubles with their health, or financial troubles? It's like shit. You can always pick up a guitar, write a song. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah, man, and and just staying creative, um, you know. And it's been it's been almost you know good too in a sense because it's been like forcing you know all of us to to kind of like uh you know um kind of like re i wouldn't say rejuvenate i mean is that i'm I'm lacking the word but kind of like have this like second wind almost into like something new and fresh and then at the end of it the goal is is just to you know like you're saying come out the other side as something you know that we never thought could be expected and that could be something so beyond our expectations that right now just given the circumstance that you know it's just right now it seems like all right whatever it's like kind of doomy and whatever but at the same time it's like there is something still like i i truly still feel that there's something still there you know what i mean and and you know it's been you know like we're talking about like everyone contributing still you know everyone wanting to to push forward having to raise the bar too is the big one like you know right for years you know you would see bands routinely touring routinely playing shows and it's like all right you know the word of mouth always helps the merch sales um you know the basic social media stuff now it's like forcing us to one-up that and go okay look our biggest draw was our live performances now that's gone so now we got to figure out ways to not only put out more content you know from home and 
um, on all these platforms, but also to like, in a sense, build this friendly competition with each other and push each other to like be more creative, find new ways to reach a, a bigger audience and do it together, right. which we've managed to all do, which is important because at the end of the day, you know, as unfortunate as losing these venues, um, when all this eventually, you know, we can get back to somewhat some sense of normalcy, we'll all be there. And we'll just have to figure out new ways then now to, you know, reach everybody from the live standpoint. But yeah. we'll figure that out when we get there. But uh, we're, what we're doing now is setting ourselves up for the future. Yeah, for, like, future success yeah, when, it, when we're able to do shows again. Like, um, having the songs out now, it's like, um, I think they're, they're I, I'm, I mean, it's, they're, like, a lot of fun to do. Like, they're the most fun I've had. Uh, in the studio, I, feel I like tell you all the time. I don't know if you believe it, but you're like my favorite songwriter of uh, all the product, just... of all the, of all <laughs> the projects that I'm involved in, dude. I, don't... <laughs> I, I love the music you write. Thank you, but yeah. uh, man, I don't even know what I was gonna say. Uh, I, <laughs> like, uh, but uh, I mean, like, yeah, like uh, coming out the other side of this, um, like having fried rice and Millie, and then like the stuff like we've already started tracking other things. Um, we hope to have. I call it a record because I don't know if it's going to be an EP or an LP, but it's going to be whatever our next bigger right. thing is, you know. Um, the I, the goal is to, like, on the other side of this, I want people to know those songs. You know what I mean? Like, when we yeah. go and play, it'll make the shows. Because, like, you go to a show, it's, oh, I mean, you have some great times where you go and see a band that you've never seen before, you've never heard of them, and sometimes they blow you, blow you away and you become a fan. You know what right. I mean? Like, that's, that's how I've gotten into several of my favorite bands, you know, like, right. um, Company of Thieves, I had no idea who they were. Oh, they were. Um, uh, battles, I'd have to say. I don't, like, they're just crazy bands that you're just like, you don't expect to like, um, that like, you ne- then you become, then that's how you become a fan, having seen them. But we don't have that. So the idea is like, you have, if people come into the shows knowing who you are now because you were relevant and, you know, keeping keep pushing i always say that to matt and awesomes go that's like our thing like just, like whenever he's down or i'm feeling down we'll just be like our group chat just spams with keep pushing and it's yeah, just man. hilarious but um <laughs> it's it is motivational but yeah though. it's the way to it's the way to look at it because it's like you know um as far as like you know keeping creative now you have all this time to sit rehearse write these songs you know we, we awesome win by two we put out some lyric videos so again that helps oh, yeah. with that too where you know when all this you know when we're able to get back out there now you got these people that for the last year have been like listening to you on repeat, really know the material, know what they're getting into, and then the and then the word of mouth from there is even better than it was before. When you know you would play a show, you'd be an unknown band, maybe twenty to fifty people were there, if that, and you get a couple people that may you know spread the word that way. But now it's like there's a whole network of people online that hear you, and that it gives that word of mouth a better chance to, to reach more people. Oh yeah. Um, I feel like the lyric videos you guys do are really especially helpful now. Like I know, um, who do you guys who do you guys work with? Because I know Matt worked with uh, Frosty Green Productions for their story so far uh, video, but the, the lyric videos are cool because like the words are right in front of their face, and like right. you know, like when you hear a song on the radio or or wherever Spotify that like, comes on a playlist shuffle that you never heard before, sometimes like it's like you don't know what the words are. Like you like you you like you have a good idea of what they were, but you might miss a couple words here and there. But the lyrics video keeps them like right there, so you do build that more of a that relationship with the song. I feel like they're very helpful in that that yeah. way. Oh yeah, man, absolutely. And uh shout out to uh Broken Robot. Um uh it's Christian Smith. He's been on this podcast. Um 
Shout out to him. Yeah, man. Um, just just really anything, you know. It's it, it's just better than the alternative, which is, and I'm not saying there's not wrong with it, because you know, you know, I've done it um in the past, but it's just like learning from you know not just putting up a song with like just some album art and just be like, here it is. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it for people to you know uh you know want to take interest in you, they wanna they want to see that you're also doing work. You know what I mean? You're not just like you know, cutting it short at just like, here's my song, like just share it, just uh, share it now, unless you're like some, you know, crazy, like one hit wonder from like YouTube and you just put the song up and you know, that's a different story. But you know, essentially it's like, um, you know, just, just taking that one extra step for, for everybody out there, you know, if they're going to invest in your content, then, you know, you have to invest in yourself too, you know, it totally makes sense. Cause like so many times I listen to a lot of like, different like i've subscribed to a lot of youtube channels that it's they'll post music that not many people listen to right and one of the biggest things about it is is that fat i'm terrible at at discerning lyrics but just just that extra touch of a lyric video or in the description you have the lyrics posted yeah you can connect so much more viscerally to a song right that way you know and it's just like you said it's just that one extra and it shows a little bit of effort, you know. Yeah, like yeah. You, it's not plausible to make a music video for every song you're posting, no. but hell yeah, you can make a lyric video. Yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be a still shot of something. You know, it could be a still shot with the, with lyrics, the lyrics over it. Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly that. But yeah. it makes it so much more accessible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, because essentially, you know, you're, you're just you're reaching, uh, you know, a, a wider audience who, and you know. Yeah, you'll have the people who will listen to that still shot image, but now you're captivating and, and capturing, you know, people who are like, you know, they they you know want the visual side, you know, they want to see what the band's doing, and 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 that starts at a lyric video, and then you know, furthermore, it goes into, you know, obviously music videos. But yeah, I mean, it's music videos are crazy. I mean, unless you're funded by you know a huge operation, yeah, it's not feasible at all to do a music video. Nor For would it make song, sense yeah. unless it was like a uh, a concept album and you're you're like concept movie album, I guess per right. se. Right, and you're also talking about like this is coming after you recorded like at the very least like a, a single or a split or something. Right. You know, you already spent the money on that and then mixing and mastering and distribution, and now. It's like, all right, a music video too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's why you know, uh, like I said, it's you know, um, you know, the music, the the the, mu- the the whole entertainment industry has has been kneecapped. But I mean, local music that you know before this, I mean, you know, was still great. Don't get me wrong, but it it, it was always you know it, something it had to be like. There was always something, you know what I mean. It couldn't. I, I feel like just because there's a lot of there's so much good talent out there, man. And I just feel like there's, you know, so many people in in I guess you can call them higher up positions or bigger bands that I feel like you know, I, I don't know. They just have more of a say of, of what's gonna what's gonna fly and what's not. And I don't know. That kind of opens up like a whole conversation of like, uh, you know, what their whole agenda is at the, at the end of the day. But um. It's interesting now because it's like, you know, we have to, we're all independent right now, you know, currently. So it's like, you know, everything we're doing, we're creating ourselves. And it's it's been, like I said in the beginning, it's been really cool to see that because you get to see 
so many creative minds create in ways that maybe before this whole thing would have never have happened. You know what I mean? Because we would have been focused on touring and and live shows. Yeah, and focused like on your next show. Right. You know what I mean? The total, total different focus. Um, yeah. Where now it's like okay. Um, we don't have shows. I mean, yeah, it's going back to the same thing. So that was like that was the thought process behind the music video. Do you know what I mean? It was like, let's do something cool. Do you know what I mean like I I don't know. Like I, it also helps that the song like the lyrics just like made it. I feel like that video is specifically really easy for us, because mm-hmm. um, it's like the you've seen the video. It's like yeah. the lyrics are like they they are the song. They are the video. You right. know? No, though, yeah. I feel like bar anything aside from like visually, like. That music video just works so well because it has it has the, the the like spiritual feeling of fried chicken like it's <laughs> yeah, so yeah, satisfying yeah. and so homey but it doesn't it doesn't feel as much DIY because of how how well you know the guy that produced it yeah oh uh, yeah Zach Zach's Again? great Zach Brooks um Zach Brooks sorry he reached out to us when we had a show um this is another thing like I feel like when uh, it's really important for bands if someone that makes content. If you see somebody that makes content that's completely not related to you, they, and they make good content, like you know what I mean, like you, you can tell there's quality there. And if they show an interest in you, I think it's very important to like reciprocate that. Sure. You know I mean that relationship. I feel like that's like a huge thing in networking that some bands overlook. You know, sometimes they're just like, I mean, I've met some bands that just like, oh, I would, I just want to work with this guy because I think this guy is so good. You right. know what I mean, it's like. Well, has he worked with you before and shown interest in your stuff? It's like no, but like I've seen him and like that's who I want. I'm like okay, well, like it, that can be good. You know right. what I mean? I'm not saying that isn't a good thing, um, but like I feel like it's really it really helped, especially with the video that Zach because Zach reached out to us um, about a year before that when we played with Drive Theory uh, and All Systems Go and Greedo's Ghost, who's now defunct, but they uh, at the Union Firehouse we had a show coming up there with all those bands, and I just got an email from from Zach one day and he said I checked out your band and i want to film you guys like here's my rates and i was like yes i mean like so we have a couple live videos from that show um up from him yeah but i I was thinking you know i I was watching his his his, the way he shot us like paying not attention to us so much just like the way he did the camera angles um when i came time like where i was really starting to think we need to do something now like for the band and with covid and everything we needed to have some kind of content out there because we want we've had these songs that we want to record but there needs to be a little bit more than that right now since there's no shows and I just remember thinking to myself, Zach sh- shot this, like he shot us a way that I think would just be really good for the video. Like just the way he, I don't know. It's hard to explain. You just see, like, I just felt like he had like an eye for like that feel that the video ended up having. You know what I mean? Like before right. preemptively, I felt like he would, he would do it justice. And he totally did. Like He totally did. It makes sense that you would have the eye for it too. Cause I feel like this is, this is really Dan's baby, this band. Like I had, I had met Dan in fact, through a totally different band that he'd been playing in since you were like what in high, high school, school yeah. yeah still around yeah yeah still around um and i filled them with them shadow play for years and one one day dan approached me he's like i have my own all my own ideas he's always been a songwriter for them as you know as well as he, some of the other members but he i was like hell yeah you know but it's always been his baby so it makes sense like he could he could see this guy's footage and be like this is exactly what i want like even the the music video that was your brainchild right yeah i mean he had a bunch of his own ideas for it too though sure. you know what i mean um but you found somebody to work with in like hand in hand and it it came out like it came out gorgeous it makes sense it's sweep echo to me that video 
yeah, yeah, I feel like I feel like it was the most sweet echo thing we ever done. I don't know. It's like you ever feel yeah. like when you guys um, do like you're talking about that song where it felt really organic. Does that sometimes feel to you like this is like this is win by two? Yeah, like, this this is us. You That's kind of how like, our last music video felt. I feel like yeah, because I mean it was literally. I mean we were just right here in Williamstown and just like you know we were at the park at the baseball field. Like it was so small. Oh yeah, okay. And we shot it in here and his, you know John's backyard. Yeah, and it just felt like you know it was just. Essentially, our setup in here was like, you know, it was like we were just having band practice. Yeah. And it was just like, it, it came so, you know, natural. And, you know, our guy Trevor Jennings, you know, he, we've worked with him before and, you know, he's got that great, like, you know, pro, you know, producer side to him where he, you know, he, we give him what we were, you know, our general idea. And he just knows between, like, you know, the shots of us playing, the B roll shots, he just kind of knows already like the the look and the aesthetic that we're going for and it just ends up like all working out perfectly oh yeah that's yeah. that's a killer music video yeah, yeah that's that that's, that's, that's a you. lot of fun thank you thank um, you i was i was listening to you guys a lot this week i always try to listen to like when i'm out to like you know like i'm about to like talk to a band Same. and like meet up and yeah. i feel like it's like i you know that's like an important thing to do regardless regardless but, but, um, but yeah i just feel like you guys have like a really like cool like like the whole, like the, like the, like you guys are like pop punk, but like there's something about it that's like, I don't know, like you never, you ever get like an artist shuffle, like if you go to Spotify and you, that you have like their like top songs and just like you just like randomly play like a bunch of bands, like you guys have like a lot of your songs have that like feel like this just came on like, like a best pop punk song, like, <laughs> like list, you know, like playlist, right. like some editorial like playlist, you know, that's right. got like Fallout Boy and whoever on it, you know, like, yeah. um, like old, old school Fallout Boy, not, none of their, Another, None there's of their new stuff. Not there's anything wrong with new stuff, but like you know what I mean, like um, just like that, like whole like old like yeah. It just like makes me feel like like especially the song '90s makes me feel like yes, like that's exactly what this is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it feels like it feels like your guys' music like totally belongs with that. You know, like um, I, your guitarist is insane. What's his name Thanks, again? Man. Um, his name's Nick. Shout out to Nick Noche, man. Fucking treading on the guitar. Yeah, he's a, he's awesome. He's a beast. <laughs> yeah. He really is, man. Uh, I mean, I appreciate it, man. And, and likewise, too. It's like, you know, uh, that's been pretty cool, too, man, is just watching bands kind of, you know, over the years. Now, you guys, you know, have been playing for a little bit now, you know, like technically like with us, like we've been a band technically not with this lineup, but we've been a band since like 2009 with the name. Um, but it just within the last year, um you know, we're coming up on a year where with this lineup. Um, but it's but it's it's been pretty cool to watch every band like kind of fall into their own type of thing where you're talking about where it's like, you know, fried rice was, you know, like kind of like the most sweet echo thing you ever did. And, you know, like the wasted away was like, you know, it, it kind of makes and it's, it's been pretty cool to see it because it's, you know, it's all independent artists at the end of the day working so hard for that. And I and there's so much of that across the scene, which is so great. You know, it, it's so awesome to see. You know? Yeah. And like we're doing now what, you know, what we would have, you know, a quote unquote promoters do while we're playing shows. I mean, while there's no shows going on, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing for those people to promote. We're promoting each other. Everybody's, you know. You know, you guys put out a video, you know, we make sure to share it because, you know, we make sure to spread the word oh, and yeah. like vice versa. And it's been great because it's really like, you know, built together this scene of like these local unsigned bands that are just like doing it on their own and have really reached more people just working together and promoting from within 
then you really then you would say like you know you have a show and a you know a promoter said you know here's a Facebook page event you know and yeah, here's yeah. a flyer go promote like the shows the shows in a couple weeks like I feel like we're putting that extra step into it like get you know going that extra mile to like make sure that we have you know everybody's together everybody's like you know in you know everybody's got an ear to the scene everybody like knows what's going on and it's been cool to see like there's so much great music coming out yeah. that that you know otherwise would get you know in a, in a in a in a business where it's very oversaturated we're like all finding ways to like reach more people together right see the and that's big man because you know we i feel like you know if we stick on this path i mean like i said there there's going to be something great to come out of this um because it's already we are there it's already like we're kind of in that moment it's just um you know, continuous support, um, all around the board. And, uh, you know what I mean? Just continuing to, to spread the word and, you know, every, we're all going to do what we're going to do. You know, we're all going to create, that's all what we do. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, like you're, you were saying earlier, just we pick up a guitar and then, you know what I mean? And one thing leads to another. So it's, uh, you know, it's definitely been, you know, kind of, uh, you know, remarkable to, 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 to be a part of, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, I, you feel you know, like, I'm sorry. Ahead. Do you, you feel like ahead. it means more like, cause I remember listening earlier to you guys talk with, with Justin and like the whole word of mouth thing. Um, I've, I feel like it means more to people. It's like this weird stigma where like, if I say to you, Hey, check out my band, that doesn't mean as much as like, I say, Hey, check out one by two to somebody. Do you mean like, yeah, you, you know I, what I, mean? I definitely get the sense of that too. I mean, like, as I've noticed where, you know, all these bands are, you know, again, like you said, cross-promoting, it's been like, you know, now it's like, you guys promote us, now we're going to go back and check Sweet Echo out, because, you know, these guys are talking about them, who I, you know, I like this band, you know, I checked out Win by Two, they're tight, I'm going to check these guys out, and vice versa. Right. And, you know, now it's like, they're taking the time to actually listen to the music, and not just like, you know, clicking your YouTube video for, or clicking your Spotify link for 10 seconds and clicking off. Right. And it goes back to the whole thing with, uh, you know, the whole conversation we have with Carlene. I, I keep this the second time bringing that uh, episode up, but I mean, it was a great episode, but the law of attraction, when, you know, when people see that, you know, uh, from an outside, you know, outsider looking in and they see that, you know, there's something in the works here you know, it, it gets them excited and, you know, it's just that natural, you know, they want to draw to that energy. You know what I mean? Cause I, I, you know, it's very important to, to stay on, stay on the up and up. I mean, you know, I'm, we all go through our individual endeavors, you know? Um, but as a whole, as long as we're all there for each other, which we have been, you know what I mean? That's been, you know, awesome. Like again, to see, um, you know, as long as that keeps, keeps up i guess per se like you know it everything else will fall into place you know what i mean and it's it's going to be awesome going out the other side on this thing you know i'm pumped I'm yeah pumped. i'm excited I'm pumped. yeah do you have a point there yeah go ahead uh, i just think it's interesting like um in terms of like because because of the pandemic it's it's tougher like you're not seeing new a lot of new media you're not seeing a lot of new albums. You're not seeing a lot of new movies, films. especially. Yeah, unless films it's Netflix exclusive, like yeah. the films streaming is, thing. That's yeah. kind of my point. I was thinking of films, especially. But you're talking about the Hollywood machine not turning because yeah. of that, because of the pandemic. And I think because of that, it kind of it doesn't make it level, but it kind of smooths out that huge curve that's between 
like huge budget things and yes. then DIY things. Very and I think point. the pandemic has smoothed that curve out a little bit. So it's like these people can't gather in huge numbers. You're not going to be make you're not going to be making a huge budget Hollywood film right now. Right. You know, you're not going to be making this huge orchestral like it's outdated but you two albums. Yeah. Right. yeah. You're yeah. not going to be able yeah. to do like these these crazy mainstream things where the more money you throw out it the grander it gets. Right. So I think coming out of it it's we have a, a more level playing ground as as smaller DIY artists and yep. things like that and having something communal like this podcast and supporting each other it's massively huge cuz coming out the other end as Dan said you already have people that are invested in the music because of the music video or whatever the hell content you're putting out mm-hmm. that is not being pushed out by like this huge money back machine so i think it's that's a, one positive, one of the few positives of the pandemic is it's smoothing that that curve out between. It's important to look at the positives with it, although you I mean like I I've, I think about anything I can. That's like um, when you guys are talking to Justin about um, his new song, "I Believe in You," and like I I totally get where he's coming from with the message because that's like yeah, uh, Sweet Echo writes a lot of like the sad, like darker kind of emo songs. I feel like you know what I mean like. Um, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I'm really excited to do a couple, like of some of the ones I'm thinking of in in studio soon with Matt. Um, but the uh, with Matt Weber. But the um, that was like the point with fried rice was like put something like fun out. You know what I mean? Like people yeah. don't have a lot of yeah. fun things they can do. You can mean? we like, shout out Matt Weber real quick too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Matt Weber. Just, shout uh, out to Matt Weber, audio engineer, fucking consummate drummer, consummate guitarist at Gradwell. He's House. amazing. Yeah. He's yeah. just an amazing talent. Uh, Love the dude. He's in, um, for he ever. was in the band Young Statues. They're yep. very pretty big, um, and he's currently in a great big pile of leaves. Right. Um, which is like one of my favorite bands. Um, we Same worked with Dave now. on the first EP that we did, but like when I walked in there with my great big pile of leaves shirt, because I had emailed Dave thinking, hey, we're going to work with Dave on fried rice and new music, because Dave's one emailing me, so I thought nothing of it. I know that you knew Matt, and you didn't tell me you knew Matt, because I saw I saw <laughs> that band. I saw a great, since I was 13. Dude. Yeah, I saw a great big pile of leaves, and I'm like thinking to myself, that dude looks so familiar. Why the hell do I know him? But um, the, uh, yeah, like... <laughs> Um, all Gradwell Studios, Station Ave, Haddon Heights, Gradwell Studios can't can't recommend them highly, more highly to anybody else. Dude, Gradwell, Gradwell has been some uh, dude. They're like OGs in the game. They, they are, OGs, they are. dude. Yeah. Um, that's the, their new location is on Station Ave. Like I said, I've been recording with them since I was thirteen. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some real small world stuff. Um, one of my bosses at an old shop right I worked at. Uh, he was in a band called Little League. That uh, yeah, right. So like, yeah, know them. They. Yeah got kind of they were like they got they didn't like become like mainstream huge or anything but they were like one of the like like taking back sunday brand new all those bands fallout boy before yeah, they got big right asked little league asked to play shows with little league do you know what I mean like so it was oh, like wow and they had to they got sued by little league baseball <laughs> all right <laughs> oh, yeah man. like so they had to change their name they're currently called kill verona now my boss isn't in that band anymore and he quit like kind of like at the height of it or whatever um this is like so crazy to think about because like the lead singer of that band, Kill Verona, his son, uh, Jaden, is the kid, the main kid. Jaden Smith. No, Jaden. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to say his last name, but it's um, because his dad's name is West. That's the guy from Kill Verona uh, in Little League. But Jaden is the main kid in the movie It, like the new ones. Holy shit! No shit. With the stutter, Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he he. Uh, that actor's name. Uh, 
Because James McAvoy plays him in the second one, the older right, version, right, but the right. young kid is like his son. So I'm like is a it, degree away from Holy that kid. Yeah, it's crazy. What is it? Finn? No, it's like Bill or something, right? I can't because his his son his brother's name is Georgie, mm. I think. Right. Um. But yeah, so like, uh, they, I know him, and he was telling me like, Gradwell exists because we got big and recorded there. <laughs> like, you know what I mean, like, That's and like, well, there was another band too that came out of Gradwell that was a. Uh, Yes, it was with the yeah. I think I think Steve Steve Paponi. Yeah, he's like he's like the main dude at Gravel. Yeah, right? it was up up down down left right left. Exactly. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were they, yeah they had some fucking uh, clout behind them. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It's crazy because Gravel used to have that like they used to have a different building, the smaller one. Yeah. I, uh, now they have like the really nice studio. That was the first professional studio I recorded in Gradwell. And yeah. I remember. Um, so it was it was not very big at all, and. The upstairs was exclusively like one half deck, and it just had arcade cabinets on it. <laughs> and I showed up to record a track. I was like 13, 14 years old, and I had all my cymbals. I didn't have a cymbal case for my cymbals. So I wrapped them up individually in towels and then duct taped the entire <laughs> oh, shit. Dude, it was the most ghetto shit ever. And I rolled up there, <laughs> and it was Dave. I, I remember now. It was Dave. Dave looked at it. He's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. He's like, he walked upstairs where the arcade cabinets was, came back down with an old Zildjian symbol case, and he's like, that's Solid. yours, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, Dave's awesome. Nice. Yeah. yeah, they're great. Uh, all of those dudes are great guys. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I remember Gradwell, dude, back in like, you know, the early days. But, well, I mean, as far back as I've been in a band that I can remember, back in like 06, 07, them being around, if I remember correctly, Oh yeah, they, they definitely were. were. For yeah, sure. They definitely yeah, were. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and then just everything that came out of there, and I, I like I, I forgot that they, you know, were still, you know, around, and that's fucking awesome. But I, I seen a post uh, recently, and I was like, oh shit, that's so dope. You know what I mean? Because it's they've always put out good shit. You know. Yeah, I saw some album. I I'd have to dig into it, but I remember seeing recently there was some. I don't remember her name at all because she's not somebody that I heard of before. But she like just became huge like a year or two ago, or like within the last three or four years. Right. But she recorded some album that like went platinum, and I like I remember like I wasn't looking at gravel stuff. I was looking at I was like you you ever get you ever just like read Wikipedia. Sometimes like, you just yeah. like get Unfortunately, like yeah. way too much. <laughs> yeah, like you just like get like sucked it, into like like reading stuff, and like I think. Little side note: I always think it's hilarious when you catch something that somebody edited fake on purpose, like you know, like the like the Flyers own the Penguins or something, like an owner, you know, <laughs> yeah, something right, crazy right. like that. Like I, I, I always like love seeing stuff like that. But I remember seeing like on the, on this album's page, it was like recorded at Gravel House in New Jersey, oh, and I was wow. like, "That's nuts!" Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Dude, more things than you would think have passed through that studio. Yeah. Like, even now, Weber, like he's, it's just. He's got so many. He's got fingers in every goddamn pot, you know. Oh yeah, he's he's awesome. Um, he's working so with Weber was, he's like my favorite. That's like my I. Oof, I don't know if I want to record with anyone ever else. Like, the only again. downside to Weber is uh, he's a better drummer than me. Trust me, <laughs> it sucks, dude. I don't know. You're really good at drums. Oh so. no, he's uh, better. Trust me. Um, no, I, he's awesome. He knows a lot. He knows his stuff. Um. And they like to at Gravel. They like to be like we call ourselves engineers. We're not producers. They have like this like stigma about themselves. They're like we don't we don't produce. We just you know you come to us. But like 
they produce. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean, yeah. like they, but they, they produce, well, sure, like yeah. you know, like a little bit at the end and, of the day. Yeah. Um, and but it's never like I've worked with some people in the past where you're like you're like bickering, like no, but like this is my song, and like you know, like you know what I'm saying, like oh uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, but with Matt, it's like he was just like try. Uh, okay, so try this, and like then he like put. You're like okay, yeah, no, that like you think like oh no, that's actually a, gr- a fantastic idea. Um, and then he's like, all right, now do it again. Or do it again. Like and he just pushes you until it gets like that that best like take. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I I I think that's like every band should like work with someone like that. Yeah, um, 100%. he's fantastic. Like he's like a doula. You know, like a uh, the woman that helps you out with childbirth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Facts. I mean, fuck, man. Um, <laughs> yeah man uh no that's dope dude i mean you know that that's uh you know that's always good you know to have oversight you know um from from someone who knows what they're talking about someone who is like you know better than you too and it's like they're you know just trying to better your song like you have to like set your ego to the side you know and just be like all right well let's see where you know because it's it's an idea at the end of the day you're not married to your ideas so yeah. if it's like something doesn't work point. Then, yeah yeah you know I, mean, I mean it's a it's a fresh perspective it, t- it teaches you to like you know accept criticisms and understand that you know another another fresh set of ears and eyes you know reviewing your work could be a good thing and like absolutely and, and a lot of good things come out of it and you you need that like because there's too many times where you'll go into a studio and this is what we got this is what we're doing and it comes out and you and you listen back and you're like, damn, I could have played this differently. I could have changed this part here on this arrangement or whatever. Right. And 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 you know, I feel like it, it helps with that at the I, end of the day. That's yeah, man. That's one thing I've always understood too. Is like, it can be so clinical. Like spending your time in studio can be so clinical. Yeah. Especially if you you grew up doing like the DIY route. Yeah. Like you can make your own demos. You know, you can get it, you can mix it even and get it pretty clear, but it's, it, it just feels like a lot of times, especially I'm sure you, anybody as a musician could relate, like the first couple times you were in studio, you're probably nervous as shit. Yep. If you made, <laughs> if you made some mistakes on yeah. your recordings, you didn't want to bring it up because right. it's time sensitive and it costs money. Yep. It's clinical. It feels like going to a doctor's office or something. So there's and something. performance there's, surgery. <laughs> right. There's, there's something really awesome to be said with engineers you can be really comfortable with and you can go in there even if it's time sensitive you could go in there be confident in your performance because you know even if i fuck this up it's it's not going to be like super stringent you know yeah yeah um just being yeah that's like super advice i give to any any band that's like recording anything even if you're not going in studio or anyone just just uh like practice you know what I mean like you, you just like rehearse this the material enough like you know what I mean um just like you know what I mean like having that familiarity where you play the song enough like it should just be like you should be able to play it in your sleep you know yeah, basically it should be um, exactly. it should be just like a reflex but at the same time it's that's a completely like it's a far cry from playing the song at rehearsal and performing it live and then yeah. that's there's a reason there's a term red light fever you know of, yeah. You could be super practiced, and that could come on. And like, if it's your first time recording, you could practice the shit out of it to a metronome. You might still be scared, but yeah. there's something to be said when you're comfortable with the engineer and and things like that. You know, gravel yeah. makes you feel pretty comfortable. I that's another thing, like too, like you like looking back on like early 
stuff that you re- record on and like that was like a big thing that i wanted to push with our band um because i've been in other bands and i've recorded other stuff and it's like the the feeling of like oh i could have done this that you're talking about i could have done this better i should have done you know what i mean like i didn't want to i don't want to with sweet Echo, i never want to think that i don't want to ever think that with anything that we ever do ever and i haven't you know what i mean like dude that's what's awesome about working with you too is you're like yeah that's a fucking great take you t- like i've worked with so many perfectionists I know. What yeah. It, what it what it really comes down to is perfectionism. Yeah. If, if you're not a fucking like <laughs> multimillionaire, super successful, professionalism only results in uh, pushback dates of releases and things like that. Yeah. It doesn't. What it comes down to, I I'm all right. I did a drum track, and it's dead on. But I wish this fill was here. I wish I added some ghost ghost notes here. Why does the song? It's a great take. It doesn't matter. It's about everybody else's performance in like as a whole. As a whole, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I'm. I wish I did this feel. That's egotistical. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just like I feel like that's like an early thing. Like we all have been there in like the past, like early recordings, like the first things you put out. It's always you always have that like I could have done that, and then like as you get older, you kind of like grow out of it a little bit. You know what I mean? Like well, everything right. Every everything essentially, you know, when you first start, you know, um, you know, some people, you know, might just have natural anxiety, but from when you first start to the for the butterflies that you have walking into a recording studio could be a little intimidating, you know, given the circumstances. But um you know, everything that we first put out to, you know, I'm sure you listen, you know, if I went back and listened to the first thing I put out to what the last thing I put out, you know, it's just, it's an experience. And then, you know, what's key is, you know, where some bands, you know, you would think would not fall into this, but they do is like learning from what you did wrong or what you could have did here instead of there and just being more prepared generally. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what you're walking into, you know what I mean? Staying well practiced, staying well, you know, just ready to go at all times, you know, because before, you know, this lockdown, I mean, you don't want to sound shitty at a show either, you know what I mean? You all, yeah. and, and it's that whole band performance thing. So everyone has to, you know what I mean, kind of, you know, do their part at the end of the day, too. But, um, yeah. And even yeah. just sonically, like, um, you know, we had talked about how, you know, here we can do, we can demo our own music. Like, we have, you know, John here has the setup to where we can plug in if we have an idea and just quickly, kind of like churn something out um and he can sit and mix it all day and it could it could sonically sound like you know some of the bands in our scenes like actual like final mixes but then sometimes you know just having that professionalism having that person that has maybe a little more experience a little bit better this a little bit better that like understanding of the business of recording it can make your stuff sonically sound much bigger much fuller a lot more professional sounding. And I mean, you can get it really close. I mean, you yeah. can get it to where it's like, I'd be okay with putting this out and I'd, I have no regrets, but it's like, sometimes it's that, that extra, like whatever they do to it, when they mix it and master it, it just really brings it to life. Right. Well, yeah. It goes, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's just, you know, just reinvesting. Cause like, I know at the end of the day, yeah, like I could put out something and it, it probably could pass as pretty good, um, you know, but I'm not no mixing engineer. Like, I'm learning, you know, this whole quarantine has been a whole, you know, like, uh, you know, thing that where I've, you know, just, I, I mean, I've had some, like, little background in recording, but not, like, to the digital phase. 
and the digital aspect of everything. And that's like, you know, super new. Um, but it, it, it's been cool. It's been cool to, to, uh, to, to learn that. But I mean, I'm not no mixing wizard by any you know stretch of the means. So I wouldn't feel right putting out a song from here and calling it the final mix and you know this is our product you know type of deal and uh, yeah it's it's a lot know. of trial and error and at the end sure. of the day it's like you know we could feel good about it but there's always there's always potential to you know maybe make it a notch better than what it is and i feel like just you know this with with the pandemic and everybody just trying to you know come up with ways to like we said come up with ways to stay creative come up with ways to write and record like doing all this on the fly Having, you know, listening to these people with the, with that experience, you know, going to these studios where these engineers, like, have been doing this for years, it's, you, you know, if you're receptive to that, you can learn a lot and you can really, it can really help you down the line where you could be at home and record a demo and mix it and get it to close to where you want it to sound. Like, okay, this is the kind of a, the sound we're going for. Like, now let's get your thoughts on it and see if we can, you know, come up with something, you know, as like a final mix. Yeah. You're right. I think that's the biggest thing. It's like, obviously, these are people that specialize in the craft, but there's a difference. Like, like you said, you can get it really close and it's not going to help if you just, you pick a studio and you're like, please mix this for us. But that's a feeling I've always got uh, at like, well, just working with Matt Weber, honestly, but he, you could tell he gives a shit, you know? Yeah. That's yeah, a that's huge the most thing. Important it's, part. it's different than just like, Yo, mix this for me and like go into a professional studio. If somebody actually gives a shit and they're going through the music like with a fine tooth comb, it's you can hear that in the end product. Yeah. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like you were saying, like if, if, you know, hey, like do this take again. Like, mm -hmm. and again, like how about try this here? Like the fact that they give a shit, it, it shows because not only is it a reflection on them, but it also shows that they're really willing to make this sound. Like they know that you as a band have this great music and has the potential to really sound great and they work with you to, you know, really get it there. Right. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you know, I don't I don't have the time to study audio engineering. <laughs> so, like, yeah. yeah. I try to be the best, like, drummer I can be, but I don't have the time for that. So it's, you know, when you can trust somebody with that, obviously it's going to elevate the final product. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, a funny story for from the studio. Uh, when we did the, when we were working on the B-side for the single Millie Badison, um, <laughs> Our other guitarist hadn't gotten there yet. Mm -hmm. um, I had recorded all my parts, and I was working on the the beginning of the song. And he's he was listening. Matt's listening back to the song. I don't know if you were there for this, because um, you can't. You came that day, but uh, I might have left at that point. But um, you came later, I think, because uh, Ed wasn't there yet. But he's sitting there. Matt's asking me like, "What is like?" He's like, "What's the lead guitar doing here?" Like, because of the when, right when it heavy kicks in, you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. I was like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. I start trying to like explain it to him. I was like, it's like this, like Ben. And I was like, if you want me to just play it real back, like back with the thing. He's like, well, you know, no, let's not waste time on that. I'll just hear it, you know, like when that gets here. So the first time Ed plays it, I just hear Matt from the other room pop off in the studio. He's like, that's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean, that like, is, yeah, shit. he's got a great ear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, he was like, this sounds like when it gets to that like one low note before the clean and the vocals come back in. He's like, he's like. Uh, this sounds like a demented circus. <laughs> yeah, it does, yeah. Um, yeah, like but it's, yeah. Because yeah. Dave was really fun to work with, too. He was he was like that, too. But I feel like Matt was more into it. You know what I mean? Like, because uh, he's maybe because he's younger and he plays our kind of music. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, it's that's so funny, though. Those yeah. bands are so sick. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's uh, a goofy story, you know? Um, 
but yeah, yeah like Studio Chronicles. But like, man. gotta love them. With, Studio Chronicles. That's you know, I, uh, I feel like eventually though, like you guys, um, talking about like, oh, you can get it close. Well, maybe over time you could. Yeah. That, like it's a learning process for you guys, like doing the the home recordings and stuff. Um, on the side and building that up, like maybe eventually you can become a Matt Weber. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Like somebody that's worked with, you've talked to all the bands in the scene, you're dabbling in recording stuff. You listen to all the bands. I feel like I wouldn't, if I was you, I wouldn't rule out the possibility of doing that, you know, like yeah. one day. Um, it might be fucking fun as hell, you know? Not at all. It's just, it's, it becomes more and more realistic, like every fucking month. Like, yeah. Yeah. Dude, dude, there's so many albums you listen to when it's like, this is self-produced. Yeah. You know? Some of the coolest... And a lot, like, for me, like I grew up, like, fucking punk rocker and stuff. Some of the best albums are the self-produced ones that are, like, lo-fi. It's yeah. just got yeah. more bite to it. I don't know. But it's the whole... It runs the whole gamut. Like, well, like super awesome, well-produced, and then super dirty, raw shit. It's the, That's the beauty of music, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 I mean, at the end of the day, it's really just the songs, and you know, like like you said, like the whole aesthetic that you're going for. If you're going for like a really raw, like punk sound, that that really raw produced sound works. Right, dude. I thought of this. I thought of this so many times because I guess there's the, an aspect of my personality where I just want to shirk everything, <laughs> just be a total dick. But I thought of it so many times. Like maybe if I could do it again. I started drumming when I was 13. Maybe if I could do it again, I would just stick to just the straight punk shit. Just straight up, like, yeah. nothing super technical, and it does not have to be produced. Dude, I could put an EP out with my buddies, like, every fucking two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> easily. Every so- it'll be 30 songs, and And at the end of the minute. day, it's like, guitar, drums, and bass driven. It's yeah. always going to yeah. sound good. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just a silly fan, but it's like, you know, it's... It speaks to people. Any type of music can speak to, to people. You know? Yeah, man. It, it doesn't have to be, you know, I mean, it helps if, if, if there's that little bit of uh, professionalism. But at the end of the day, like if a song hits, a song hits. You know, Hell, exactly. We, it's, yeah. Oh, sorry. We just had on the Estrogens a couple shows ago, and they, their right. first album was recorded on a phone. On a phone. Like, it's awesome. just, just, and I, it's yeah. a punk, just like, you know, these guys are what, teenage kids? Yeah. Doing a whole punk album just recorded on a phone. Estrogens. The estrogens. The form- yeah, yeah. estrogens, yeah. Formerly the Stains, yeah, they changed their name recently. But uh, uh, their yeah. new stuff is sick. They're yeah, really, they're really yeah. good. Dude, yeah. dude, I listen to oh, yeah. like I, I listen to them on Spotify, and I'm like, wow, this was on a phone. Like that's the most punk thing ever. Yeah, it's um, fucking awesome. Yeah, I, get, I guess it boils down to like what you as a like what do you envision? Like you don't like you're right. Like I, we're talk, we were just talking about how important it is for like professionalism, but like that your guys are right. Like that's not always the case. It's like what do you want? Like if you want to look back on your stuff and think and not think oh i could have done this like if it's a lo-fi thing and that's what you like wanted to do and you'll never look back on it like oh i should have done this as long as it turned out exactly how you wanted like that's probably going to show in the music regardless of how what what genre or what it sounds like on a recording quality scale right. if that means anything to anybody you know like yeah. um yeah like cuz i i also listen to, like um uh, the local band uh, that we've played with, uh, we played our la- our most recent emo show in February, the the Valentine's Day one, um, mm-hmm. Driving Underwater. They're pretty lo-fi, but I fucking love their new fucking music, dude. I have been listening to it, like, every day for the last month, ever since they oh, put yeah. out, They put out a video, like, right around the same time we did, yeah. and it's also got, like, a Halloween vibe to it, and I'm like, I'm all about it. Uh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I'm here for it. Um, the so, more the better. Um, I'm... 
I'm hoping to play a show with them again, like when, whenever possible, you know, because they're, they're uh, Will's a cool dude. Uh, their music is really awesome. It's it's like emo, but it's like punk, but it's like raw, and they got like crazy riffs and breakdowns and stuff, and it just feels it's just like I just feel like it's like it just it sounds like that's how it's like it's like what they want to sound like. You know what I mean? And yeah. you just hear it. In a, you know, in a band, band that I felt that same way about was a uh, Bad Shapes. Oh yeah, that one show. Yeah, yeah. That's the band. Like they obviously they set out to do exactly what they did. Yeah, and they do it, dude. They do it. Yeah, they're crazy. They're Every trippy as hell. Is just incredibly, incredibly crazy. Yeah, they're a band from Philly. They bring like uh, I guess the what would you call them? Prog rock, like space, kind of like they're like I'd call them like they're almost like shoegaze with a bunch of meth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but they uh, they they bring like a projector. They have some. They have a really oh, cool video so where they have like a bunch yeah. of TV screens it's and like, stuff set up. It's like. Yeah, it's like alternative punk shoegaze art rock. Got it, it's, but it, it's yeah. it's, it sounds ridiculous. If you hear them, you're just like, that's bad shapes, though. That's what's cool. Like, right. You right. Know, They're very distinct. Of, yeah. That's who they are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's important. Like, um, a lot of times when I go into the studio to record something, I'm like, you know, how would I want this to, tra- to translate, you know? Live. I want this, yeah, I want this to kind of give, be a representation of, like, what my band sounds like live. And I feel like, you know, we've been lucky with one by two that we've captured that, you know, almost down to like the guitar tones, the drum sounds, um, everything like that. So. Like, yeah, we, we've been able to kind of, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we want it to sound big and full. You know, how do we do that? And it's like you said, it really just comes down to what you're looking for. Yeah. And I mean, if what fits your aesthetic, what fits your genre, what fits, you know, what you're looking to do on that particular recording. And yeah. I think it's huge that you guys create your own demos because it's like I said, it it allows for that more creatively, you know? You're not feeling this tension on, like, all right, we're going in studio, and it's... you guys Right, can we produce, can sit and spend the next few months kind of tinkering. Stuff tinkering right, on, on it, yeah. It's mixing and mastering, which is huge. It makes it sound more... It sounds more like you. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always been, you know, a huge proponent of that. Like, when, you know, I got back from uh, California and, and we got the band, you know, back, you know, rolling again you know, like this time last year, right around, um, you know, but before that, you know, I've always had, you know, a studio, like some sort of recording equipment. And, uh, you know, I just feel like that's huge is, is being able to, you know, work out your ideas and, you know, uh, do them changes that you would, you know, like sometimes you would go back and listen to it after it's recorded, after you went to that studio session and you're like, Oh, I should have did this. You could do that you know, with the recording equipment. I, I always think it's huge that you, if yeah. you're in a band, like to have some sort of, yeah, especially nowadays, you know, I mean, you don't really need the label anymore. It's not like years ago where if you weren't on a label, whether it be a big label or major label or, you know, or small label or major label. Now you have the opportunity to really sit at home and create, you know, something that you self produce and comes out sounding really, really professional. And like, you know, you can take that and you can promote it, and you know it. it it's it comes off as very like professional and very well put together. And yeah, it, it's crazy too because it's like it doesn't take that much. Um, I mean, it takes a little bit of of like investment, but at the end of at the grand scheme of things, like what you'll you know what you put in is what you'll get out. But if you put in the work, it's it's like crazy what you could do with it. You know what I mean? For you know, not much. You know what I mean? And it's just. Why not? <laughs> you know? Yeah, and again, it's all done DIY, and it's like, right. you know, it's... Dude, the possibilities yeah. are endless. I say that all the time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they really are. I mean, and the fact that we keep, you know, 
coming up with things, they are ways to, you know, new ways to record new, you know, new ideas. Like you, you, you work with this studio and this guy, you learn something from him. Then you work with a different guy on the next recording, you learn something from him. You know, you do a video with this person, you learn how to shoot a music video. It's like there's there's so many people that are so good at so many different things that if you're willing to kind of take it all in, you can you can apply it at home now. I mean, you don't you, you know, you 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 it, it is affordable. It is attainable now like where you can put out something that's like, you know, we're self-produced, we're self-made. This is this is what we are. Yeah, man. Yeah. Authenticity. This is the big part biggest part of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um that's uh, like yeah, like you don't want to sound like for lack of a better word fake to people, like I don't know. Like if it the quality like if you back to what we were all just talking about, like um I hear you guys and I think you guys are win by two. That's like, you know what I mean? Like that's I I if if I put if you guys put on a song by you guys that I had never heard before, I would my first gut instinct would be this is in by two. Do you mean that's like, yeah, that's yeah. so important. That's like the most mm-hmm. important thing for a band is like knowing, like having your sound and your authenticity, like established. Identity, yeah. You're yeah. you know, that's the better, that's the better. Term and and for with it. you yeah. guys, you I mean, you said you have like, you know, your music's very emo based. It has like a Halloween aesthetic theme to it. Like, now, like that's like now instantly identifiable. That now I think okay, that's Sweet Echo. Like it creates right. a picture. Yeah, yeah. You, you have an identity, and like that's important. Like a lot of bands will set out where it's like, you know, we'll, we'll you know we'll want to write something that's you know in the same vein as like a Blink One Eighty Two as like a Sum Forty One or something like these pop punk bands from you know twenty years ago that were big. But we also take it and kind of expand on it. And having the home studio, having the ability to sit and like you know. Um, flesh these songs out. We can take it where it's not just like straightforward pop bunk, where it's got like elements of maybe you know some like I don't know prog or like different yeah. type of heavier elements or you know a little more alternative than straight pop punk or whatever, whatever we want to yeah. do. Yeah, there's ways you know we can sit and you know flesh it out. Yeah, yeah. it's still it's still win by two. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I there's this band that I talk to a lot. Um, that I would love to somehow get in here to talk to you guys about stuff. They're they're like more emo than us. They're called Out of Service. They're very like that like dark like um, uh, Manchester Orchestra thrice kind of kind oh, of vibe. Oh, um, and I get I get really excited about them because like they sound like a lot of the bands that I listen to to begin with. But then they tell me like, oh, we're working on new music and it's gonna have like. There's like a song on there that almost feels country. There's right. a song that feels like you know what I mean. Like they're like they're like experimenting with different things and right. ideas. And I just know like it's still gonna be 100 percent them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, and I think that being at the the smaller level helps you do that more authentically than if you were like a giant artist that suddenly like like Fall Out Boy. You know, was like yeah. they're a pop punk band and now they're they are not that. And they're you know. Pop. Yeah. You, you meet people yeah. they make new fans right, that yeah. know them from that stuff and that is cool I don't yeah. want to take that away from them at sure. all and I'm not trying to disrespect their music new music or take away from anyone if you like new fall boy that's cool you know what I mean um, but it's like there. it feels to the people that grew up with them when they were th- where we are at it feels less authentic yeah. you know what I mean yeah. Like, yeah. yeah definitely a lot more overproduced it feels like sometimes and you 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 know you'll see these bigger bands that maybe their newer stuff sounds more pop, sounds a little more polished. 
you'll uh, see, you know, a la Blink One Eighty Two. You'll you see know? ten to twenty songwriters listed as you know for credits, and it's like you, you can almost see that. You can almost hear it and see it. Yeah. In like you know, the look, the sound, it, you kind of get that sense of where it's like those roots of like playing those basement shows and you know those little venues is kind of. In the past, at this point, right, right. They're so important, man, and and that's why I'm so glad that uh, you know, we're pushing ahead. And this New Year's Eve, you know, we're doing that stream. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you know, it it ties everything that we were talking about into one. You know, the creativity, the content, the just the music at the end of the day, the basement show. You know what I mean? Like that's what this you know local scene was brought up on is like very you know uh, you know like in the woods type like you know like well not really a vfws and stuff like that but like basements oh, yeah. and vfws and shit like Hell that yeah. Yeah. very low key <laughs> yeah, yeah i miss that yeah, yeah. yeah i'd kill for a, a crappy like just vfw somewhere Fuck in like roebling new jersey point, yeah, like yeah, absolutely. yeah i'd play a urinal right at this point yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In Scott hell. pilgrim when they're like this venue this place is a toilet like mean, in the though, screen you, yeah, yeah it used to be a real thing like your friend's band that maybe like they do East Coast tours pretty like reliably, yeah. And then they come back to your VFW, yes, and yeah. Then sell it the fuck out, yep. yeah. Fucking a party, yeah. Yeah, it was sick. Yep. But it's just like obviously it's not sustainable right now. Jesus, you can't do anything like that. Nah, man. And it's, it's hard be because right like the live stream shows are like, you know, in the one hand they're kind of inevitable. You know, with what yeah. we're dealing with, you kind of have to do them to to, to be able to. You know, play yeah. play live in any type of you know in any aspect, but it's tough too because then you know you, you get the fatigue where you're doing too many of them and it's like okay like you know it's not the same it's just not the same feeling it's not the same experience Truly. to where you know the first one you did you got a few hundred people checking it out whatever and then all of a sudden you know you do a couple more and then by the third one there's Twenty people watch it. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. It's yeah. like it's demoralizing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and it's and it's and it's a shame because as a band, you're you're, you're still playing everything tight. Sounds great. It's nothing that you did. It's just no. the fatigue of like you the know oversaturation. I, right. It's oversaturation. It's like when they streams first started, it was like there's no shows, right? So then people there was like a brief time period where like fuck, there's like what are like what are we gonna do? And then the first couple like bands started doing like our here streams. So that was like a new thing, and like right. you saw those bands and you checked them out. Um, and people watch your streams, and then it's like, then it became more like, oh, it's like every day. Right. You know what I mean? Um, outside of something where it was like Halloween, I think did very well, and I think New yeah. Year's is going to do very well, because it's like, that's like a day to look, that's something to look forward to. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's exactly. like a, like you got like a, there's an occasion to be celebrated. It's not just like this band a that Thursday we played night. with, like Min Green or somebody's streaming, you know, like on a Thursday in the middle right. of, yeah. of November before Thanksgiving. It's yeah, kind of like oversaturation you know yeah like i want to i want people to watch you guys and support it but it's like that's especially with all i mean i don't want to get into all that but with the like the election affecting the algorithms of everything and everything being buried it's like it's like that i mean the like it's so much harder to like get people to your content to reach people you know what i mean so that's just like another thing that we're adapting to you know i mean like hoping for that to go away so that you know um that that's not hurting the bands because that was something that like we all needed to help us out at first you know you ever, you just feel like you guys are like constantly adapting to like sure. the way things are like absolutely 100%, yeah. man. um 100 percent. i mean that that's been like the whole 
the whole like kind of really been our mo mo <laughs> yeah. for 2020, man. I mean, you, you know, you you think about it. Back in January, we we're rehearsing on a nonstop basis. You know, like sometimes two, three practices. I mean, yeah, a week. We, we were running rehearsal space, like because we wanted to, like, okay, even if we just do this once a week, and we practice here the other two. You know, one or two times a week. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep that live feel. So when you know we're getting ready to go out and play these shows, we're already like live ready. Right. Yeah. And it was almost like you know ended up being for what? Yeah. For, you know, almost not. I mean, not that there's nothing to get out of that, but it ended up not being what we were planning. Right. 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 Yeah. Understandable. Yeah, man. Um, um we were practicing a lot. Um, but uh, Ty hurt his leg recently. I was gonna get into that, but you can you can talk about it when you get back. Yeah. Um, so like that we took that's that's why we're like I'm focusing more now on like just like how do I beat the algorithm? You know what I mean? Like how do I how do I get around that? You know, with the content. Um, well, it's it, it's interesting because uh, you know there's been a couple couple times where we've all posted as uh, like as a like unit, yeah, as a, a one big community community, and that's you know like what we were talking about earlier, man, is like. You know, bringing that all the all the all together, and you know, do that more times than not. And you know, like like I was saying, you know, all all, all of us are are putting out content, so there's no reason not to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To keep that momentum going, because, um, you know, there's only so much we could do. You know, I mean, we can't get out there and play play. You know, at our disposal. Yeah, we have live streams, and yeah, they serve its purpose. Um, you know, but. You don't want to. You don't want to fall in that rut where it's just like, ah, oh, okay, well, you know, they're just playing the same old songs every weekend and stuff like that. But, you know, if you're playing the new people, like if you're going out of state, I mean, that's something different. I'm it's just different. Yeah. Live streams, yeah, very different in uh, particular. But, um, yeah, I- I'm excited for New Year's. I, I think that's gonna be. I think that's gonna be awesome. Um, you know, there's a lot of good, lot of good bands um, and acts that are gonna be a part of that. Um, yeah, man, I'm excited. Uh, I mean, I would, I mean, I could kind of ask him the question too when he gets back in. Um, but I guess what does uh, what does Sweet Echo uh, see for the rest of 2020 and kind of in the uh, foreseeable future heading into 2021? Uh, have you guys thought that far thought thought that far ahead? Yeah, we have. Um, so because I mean, the, the if if we lived in a non-COVID year, then fried rice would have happened sooner, right? Um, all of our other music would have been maybe could it be done by now? You know, I don't know, but um, I'm playing it more like. So okay. you're saying sorry, but you're saying you had a kind of like an EP. Uh, well, you don't know you don't know what you yeah want we're to working call on it. a record, you okay, know, record, of some kind. Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, so like many of the songs have been done for a while. You know, uh, we played them live enough in the past that where we feel comfortable. Like they've like they're more representative of what we are as a band. Like you, I feel like people see that in fried rice, you know, um, they're more representative of us, uh, than the first stuff. The first stuff was just like a, like a, an appetizer, I guess, you know, um, for the are band. You, are you talking about like DKY? Yeah, like all that like stuff. That? that was like the appetite, the sweet backo appetizer. Now we're getting into like the main course. You know what I mean? Um, like songs here, because it's like, so we're going to record those those songs. And if it was like a normal COVID year, you would have had recorded the whole album first. Yeah. You know what I mean? And released a single after it was done. Like right. and then slowly, like they gave been like plan, a more planned thing. And now it's more like. All right, when are people available to do it? Because that's when we'll get stuff done. You yep. mean like I don't want to push anybody to do something um, that they're not comfortable with, and I don't want sure. you know like it's like one of those things where it's like it doesn't have to be rushed. Like anything that we put out, no matter like when it is about this, 
that that's good. That gives me content to work with because we're gonna have we're gonna have t-shirts soon uh, from some of the. St- I have stickers. I have like we are gonna have merch. That's kind of like the next phase is merch like with fried rice, like yeah. pushing that for a while. And while we're then pushing the merch behind the scenes, we'll be back in studio record finishing up some of the songs that we already started on, and then maybe we'll have another single and maybe another video. I have an idea um, that I could spoil right now for scary movies that might be really fucking cool, but like. Uh, I don't know if it's... Yeah, like, yeah do it. For, for all the viewers out there, sticking uh, sticking around this long, might as well give them the juicy uh, sweet potatoes. Okay, so you know the game... <laughs> so we were talking about Silent Hill before the yeah. podcast started. Um, do you know the game PT, the trailer that they made for the Silent Hills game that oh, was yeah, canceled? Oh, yeah, we talked about this. Right, right. so yeah, it's like yeah. a looping hallway. I was thinking about doing... Because we have a song that's probably going to be the opening track of the whole thing called Scary Movies, where it's like... It's like... It's lighthearted in the sense that, like, lyrically, like, you know how, like, Fried Rice talks about, like, you know, like just sitting around and doing stuff with somebody you, you care about where yeah. scary movies like references like tropes and stuff from horror movies. The song's more serious like musically than than Fried Rice is, but it's like lyrically oh, okay. it's got it still has that same like sweep echo feel to it. You know what I mean? So like because um, I remember when you told me like I showed you that for the first time, you're like the fucking lyric lyric hook is ridiculous. You know Hell what I mean? Yes. Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um so like I think it'd be cool to, like, do, like, a video that's, like, references the game PT, because that's, like, a big pop culture myth right now is, like, that right. game and, like, its effect on horror games and all that kind of stuff. To have, like, like a repeating hallway, and then it'd be, like, our characters from, like, Fried Rice, like, in the video in a more creepy sense, do you mean, where it's, like, somebody's, like, walking over and over again? Oh, like, that might be sick. cool to do, um, if it we get there, you know? Cool, yeah. Who knows when that would happen? <laughs> yeah. Um, or if another music videos, because like I never considered videos before, but now with the virus and seeing yeah. every seeing um, your guys' videos, Justin's video uh, back when he first put out his EP, All Systems Go, doing their lyric video, it was like, well, for, all right, Fried Race was your first music. Video, yes, it right? was. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like I don't, I'm not obviously now at this point ruling out anything yeah. along those lines in the future because I feel like it's definitely given us a big boost. Um, the video has uh, so like. I like the way you guys did it too, where uh, you know you put out the video on Halloween and it just had that whole vibe. Um, yeah, which which I want to ask you too about, but uh, it had that whole vibe, and then you released the song like two or three weeks later. Yeah, you know, for uh, distribution. Um, yeah, that, I mean that was sick. But uh, I also too, man, I wanted to ask you. So like, where did the whole Halloween vibe, like I guess, stem from? Was that always a part of your like the band's act or the band's like back? backdrop i guess per se or is that something like within recent times that's come around because that's pretty it's it fits you guys to a fucking t uh i wanted to i yeah i mean that song scary movies is actually one of our oldest songs we saved it like we didn't do it on the first ep like saved it for like more like when we're more ready to do like more stuff where it belongs you know what i mean yeah um so it's just like i don't know like it's lighthearted spooky it's just like a thing i've always like been into like i i mean i grew up with my chemical romance being like the yeah, fucking it's kind of always been like Dan's, Dan's. Uh, yeah, like not yeah. aesthetic necessarily, but his like mindset. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I love, I love horror movies. I love horror games. I, I just like, like I like, but I like having fun too. Like it doesn't have to always be like. Yeah. 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 yeah you know what I mean, like, not that there's anything wrong with that because I love me right, some. Right, right, I mean, sure, like, but, <laughs> but uh, like I'm like Scream is one of my all time favorite movies. Yeah. Uh, Cult classic. It's a great yeah, one. It's, yeah. Yeah. Best um, best horror film. Best horror film ever? Ooh. You're asking me? Uh, yeah, you all right, yeah. I can't. All right. This immediate reaction gut take is John Carpenter's The Thing. Of course. That's like, that's of course. like <laughs> no, but it's wrong. It's actually Frankenhooker. 
Oh, is it really? Okay, that's the, that's a different kind of horror movie, though. That's right. a different it's, genre that's you a got there. You know, that's like horror beat. comedy. Yeah. When that came out that year, uh, Bill Murray was on record saying it's the best film I've seen. All I, I I <laughs> totally believe that's something he would say. I, I totally believe that. Um, it's hard to say. The best horror film is. I would say there's uh, two in my running. Um, uh, possibly one of the first Saws. And if mm-hmm. not, uh, you know, the whole Saw, Saw series, but if not, maybe uh, Human Centipede, that was pretty disappointing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You like the shock yeah. factor. You like the shock. Yeah, you, you like, like the, the really the horrifying best. stuff, like, the physical this horror. This is just a joke. It's no question. It's Night of the Living Dead by George Romero. The original, black and white, and Night of the Living Dead. I think that was my parents' yeah. like first the date. the best horror film ever made. I think that was my parents' first date, so there's a special I actually prefer, of the Romero films, my favorite is actually Day of the Dead. I love that movie. What is wrong with you? No, that movie is fucking awesome, yo. It's, it's great. That movie is but it's amazing. Not the best no, it, you should rewatch it. It's amazing. Like it gets better every time I, I watch watched, it. I rewatched the entire trilogy last year. Okay, so don't tell me, <laughs> dude. I'm telling you, I think it's the best one because like the the whole Frankenstein, like just oh, Bud is the coolest zombie in a movie ever. You're like, right. He is the coolest zombie in a movie ever because he's got the the humanistic. Yeah, it's like it's like it, I don't know. I feel like it was fresh. Like I feel like and he gets his he he delivers. You know his everybody's comeuppance is but you know. See he, how excited I'm getting. Yeah, about, like, that's what I'm I can tell you about you know it for I mean? like, <laughs> yeah. films are my favorite. Like I love like Stranger Things, Twin Peaks. Um, Stranger Things and, is awesome. Yeah, any like spooky like especially like the the 70s and 80s. You know. Yeah. Like, uh, stuff ever golden age for like the that kind of stuff and the slasher movie and everything um we just uh we just watched the new black christmas like the remake hard pass uh like like, <laughs> yeah. like i see what they're trying to do and like i'm like all right like i and on the one hand like i like that they didn't even bother to try and recreate the original like they made a totally new story like that's like something that like okay i get that because okay. like do you want to see the same exact thing like note for note before, but just with shittier actors and stuff? Do you like? Do you want to see that? Like, you gotta you know. explain right. what Black, Black Christmas is to the people listening. Yeah, you've never seen Black like like which one do I have to explain? The new one or the old one? Like, because there's there was oh, another man. there was like this is like the second time they've remade they've remade it. You know what Fair. I mean? Like, um, so I don't know. It's, I feel like that's like a whole. Well, all right, for, to for everyone but. out there who hasn't seen Black Christmas, just, I mean, you can pause this podcast, go check it out, read about it on Wikipedia, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, but like John Carpenter's Halloween wouldn't exist that's, without the original. Yeah, Black OG Christmas. Halloween's yeah. my favorite. That's that's, that's my personal favorite. Yeah, yeah. That, that's not a wrong. That's a, yeah. that is a correct answer. That is a great I, answer. I, like, that's in my he top ten. Right, yeah. I also yeah. love uh, John Carpenter's like like his heyday. He was like the best dude. Like. Christine Absolutely, yeah. is an awesome Escape film. Escape from New York, I think, was his, yeah, too. Awesome. I love that awesome. movie. I, I love that movie. Christine. They Live, yeah. which is like... They Live is... Like, more and more in, like, dude. modern times they, feels more yeah, It feels more timely, for yeah. sure. It's crazy. I didn't know he did Christine, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's a Stephen do? King novel. Yeah, the, the Haunted yeah. Car. Right, um, it was adapted the, from dude, the Stephen King novel. Did he do... Uh, Carpenter, no way. Was it Big Trouble in Little China? I think he did that, too, right? Yeah, did he? Did he do that? Yeah, I think so. Because that's Kurt Russell. That's Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Yeah. That's my guy. Yeah. Kurt fucking Kurt Russell, Russell, man. Dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he's a um, legend. I have the uh, Big Trouble from Little China. Uh, uh, Love that. Tank top. He's got, you, he wears, <laughs> you've got the Raccoon City, too, like from Resident Evil. Oh, you got yeah. the Stars on stage. PD, dude. Uh, oh, sick. Hell yeah. Dude. It's a good shirt. Sick, man. Yeah, man, that's what fucking, you know, that's what it's about, man. That's what makes you, that's what makes Sweep Echo, Sweep Echo right there. I think right there in that little fucking conversation, right in that bottle of conversation. I mean, that's fucking great, man. 
Um, I love that shit. Like I said, man, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to the New Year's stream. Um, you know, like I said, I'll put something out probably this week. You know, as far as like a flyer and get that. Mm-hmm. Get Definitely. that going along. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, for everyone out there listening, uh, watching, if you haven't heard us, you know, earlier, I mean, uh, like I said, Sweet Beko, they've just put out their first official music video, Fried Rice, and uh, that could be found. YouTube. Uh, we have it on, I actually have it on Instagram and Facebook, too. Like, yeah. Because um, the thought process behind the video was like, because you, you brought up how we did it, where we put the video out first, and then it got released on yes. streaming, because I wanted people to build a relationship with the video because then there'd be like it's you know what I mean like when somebody has like a new thing on Spotify it's like you know and I kind of got the idea like I said it on um, D Note speakers before to Justin how like he was doing the videos like like for like everything you know what right. I mean like felt like when they first started doing uh, Dusty stuff with um, like we get it you're sad um, right. the damn it Janice Just video all videos. you know like all of it yeah. it was like yeah yeah like I am able to do it's like I now have the relationship with your music through the visuals you know what I mean exactly. Um, so it's like I wanted people like to kind of like go off, like learn from that and do that kind of thing where like, oh, like it's on Spotify now. Like I know this song, you know what I mean? Right. And there's another song there that I don't know. Like there's more incentive to check out that song because I know the other one. And if I like it, you know, then I'm more likely to like the other Sweet Becker song. You know what I mean? Like if just like thinking Chain of the reaction. mindset of somebody else, you know, so. Yeah. Um, Which I've heard a lot of people like really like Millie. <laughs> a lot like. like that song rules. <laughs> I feel like uh, it's, it's ingenious. <laughs> To put that as the the other like the other side of the split, the other half of the split, because it's like, who the fuck can't relate if you're our age to those lyrics? To like the Adam Sandler yeah. movies, right. dude. But it's yeah. like yeah, it's like... so perfect. Like I was listening to the tunes on the way here just to refresh, because I don't like after they're recorded. I don't like listening to my own music. Yeah. But I was listening to it on the way here, and I was like, how the fuck can you take a like Billy Madison quote and then make it so meaningful? I know, dude. Like it's so melancholy. And it's something that Adam Sandler said. It shouldn't work. Now we're going to be like, in addition to the spooky band, we're going to be the Adam Sandler band. We're going to have uh, Gappy Hillmore. Uh, <laughs> Gappy Hillmore. Throughout the idea of Dig Batty. You know, uh, I know it's not it's not a classic by any means uh, that nobody should watch, but if you try to do the same thing where you switch the first letters around, yeah. Jack and Jill is just Jack and Jill. His new movie's not that bad. Speaking of Halloween. Which one? Hubie Halloween. It's on Netflix. Um, if you switch oh, those yeah. first letters, it's Hubie Halloween. Hubie Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. You know, um, that's why I thought of it because of the Jack and Jill in the same letter thing. But it's like, what are those know. called, by the way? Um, Spoonerisms. Spoonerisms. Yeah, Fuck that's like is a, that really it. Spoonerism? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only know that because I am a weirdo who has always done that with words, just like yeah. in, in sentences, like in general. Like, like my girlfriend will look at me like I'm insane because I'll just fun. like spoonerize something she just said. You know, like spoonerize. What's your guys' favorite Adam Sandler movie? Like, are, like, oh man. man. Mario, um, I'm I really for, like, for the oh, while just, it was always Happy Gilmore for me. Happy but Gilmore, I, yeah. I don't know. Oh, I, I, I gotta, I'll be still on that for a second. That's ahead, a go. Ahead. I was gonna go Waterboy. Just that was a gut reaction. Waterboy's good. Uh, yeah, reaction. gut reaction. I, I, yeah, I'm gonna go Happy yeah, Gilmore. Gut I like Happy. The, I feel like a gut was reaction. Happy Gilmore, tell. the first. Was no, like Billy Madison. I think is the Billy first. Billy Madison yeah. was right before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right before. Yeah. Dude, how can you go wrong with those two films? <laughs> <laughs> I know, dude. Dude, and it's then you still go, funny this day. You go, you go from you know one of them films to uh, one of his one of his most uh, recent movies, which was Uncut Gems, and that was like totally, you dude, know, that was him doing a totally different thing. It was great. Yeah, that's what's mind blowing. Is he's actually 
decent dramatic actor. Like, he is. He doesn't get. Like, he doesn't get the credit one. for it. He's like, a good even if you actor, don't like the movie, yeah. you can't take away from his performance in Uncut because, exactly. like, I mean, he's he, great he in that does, movie. The thing is, he does get credit for not by the general population, but by people that are like film buffs. Like my cousin Luke, he's a huge film buff, and he's like. Fuck Adam Sandler, but Uncut Gems, amazing. <laughs> yeah, funny okay. People, yeah. Funny people. He's like, why can he act so good? Right. Uh, uh, same thing with like Jim Carrey, Eternal Sunshine. Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was yeah. just, I was like, just thinking that. Yeah. Truman Show, like. Oh yeah. It's yeah, funny because I mean, they say that um, making the the jump from comedic acting to dramatic, or no, I think it's actually the other way around. Dramatic acting to comedic acting is insanely hard. Apparently, yeah. it's a little easier to go from comedy to drama. But there's like, you know, they've t- they talk about like Infinite Jest and another novel, Confederacy of Dunces. Every fucking uh, dramatic actor will reference that when they try to get into comedy. Right. Like try to understand. I don't know why. Well, but. I mean, I, I, I would think, I mean, I'm not a comedian by any stretch, but uh, I would think that comedy, I mean, when you watch a really good comedian, like take like George Carlin, for example, yeah. um, you know, someone like that, uh, you watch them and you know, their performance is almost like dramatically based. Like it's all within their posture, what they're doing on stage. It's not just the words coming out of their mouth. So, I mean, I could see how like, you know, a comedian could, could make that transition easier than, you know, someone like Leonardo DiCaprio trying to be a comedian. It's way easier to laugh at tragedy than to try to take something tragic and make it funny. Yeah. Like that's, what is it? What do they say? What's that? It's an old, like, Time plus tragedy equals comedy. Oh, you're saying or something that. like that? It's like shooting fish in a barrel. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's not the one. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's uh, time. Time plus tragedy equals comedy. You were right. Yeah. 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 Like so. It's like yeah. It might be it. Like maybe it's because the comedic actors like have already earned their time with drama. You just didn't know about it, and that's why they're at comedy. You know, yeah. so they can just yeah. easily phase yeah. back to the drama. I don't Makes know. Makes sense. Yeah, because it it takes so much to be like you know as a comedian like being self deprecating, being able to make light of you know national tragedies or so these yeah. big things that are like you know you can like it's I feel like you know to, for them to make that transition it's like they already know how to deal with it from that aspect I feel like they make you know it's easier for them to like you know turn that off and I see what you mean. You, guy, you guys watch The Office. The, of you guys watch the, yeah, office. the office. What's yeah. the what, what's you the one where he said Michael Scott has some line in that where he's like, I don't I don't think it's AIDS. I don't know what he, he says something like AIDS is off limits, but something else like recently became funny. Like he's talking about like what's okay. Like yes. yeah, yeah. It's I like what's what it you know what's PC or what's not PC. What's you know what's you know and the big got topic. A, he's got it totally yeah. incorrect too. It doesn't I, yeah, he has it like backwards. It doesn't necessarily have anything to do with time because like one of the first. Uh, band-aids and shit that people put on when a tragedy happens is comedy. It doesn't necessarily have to do with Bingo. how quick you're making yeah. jokes about it. And all that matters is, is it fucking funny? Yep. You can yeah. make a joke about about something tragic like a week after it happens. If it's funny, it's funny. If yeah. you can convince people to laugh about it, that's a form of therapy. But if you're making shitty cheap jokes about <laughs> the Holocaust that happened a week ago, then you're just an asshole. And yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, the like the, there's a fine line between like you know comedy that like helps people like yeah you know I mean like you know because like, you everybody needs comedy no matter light or dark it is but there's a fine line between I guess just you know honestly funny and edge lord I guess you know yes that's <laughs> yeah. a good point yeah. yeah I mean I mean that that line exists you know everywhere but I mean 
you know it's crazy during this like whole thing and and like the cancel culture and everything like that like you know how how must it be to be a comedian right now like you know because it's like you know there a lot of comedians their act is dirty and it pushes that line of yeah the line I, I, dude i've <laughs> talked know? about this so much because i'm a big fan of stand-up as me well. too me and, too man and yeah. uh a good example for me was the whole louis ck thing when he came under oh, fire yeah. and he fell under the me yeah. too move he still had a career after it yeah and i think it's this is so touchy but i think uh Obviously, there's degrees to it. Sure. Like, what offense? But at the same time, it's like, there's some people that shouldn't be getting away with certain things, but they're able to because they're funny or entertaining. Right. And it kind of holds true to the same thing of like, you can make light of a tragedy if you're funny or entertaining. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's right. But uh, yeah. I I was thinking about of it. think about yeah. what you're saying 100%. though, um, where it's like it it's got to be more difficult though to be a comedian now. It's got it's got that's got. I feel like comedians have like a kind of like because I was thinking about this uh, before. I I you ever watch like old stand up and you know how like yeah. you know how we live in the age of like streaming where like so like now like comedians everything they do gets recorded. Yeah. Right. Whereas that wasn't the true before. So like a comedian back then like yeah. I was like, speaking of Adam Sandler. I know I've seen him do it. I've seen I remember Dane Cook back in the day being like this where like. They would tell the same jokes at the same at like different places constantly, right? So, that, but now like you can't really do that. Like as a comedian, you can't like like if if you just had like an HBO special, I don't want to see you on Letterman making the same the exact same jokes. Thing. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, so I see what you mean, but it's at the same time it's it's kind of similar to uh, musicians and shit. Working out where it's like a song album. that they you play, still but it's see a joke. New album yeah, perform. yeah, exactly. But comedy has always been like that. Yeah, They're, like anybody that's. Be- that's on a, a touring circuit, like nationally, they're they're saying the same fucking shit. It's just now becoming apparent because now it's recorded. It's recorded. That's what I'm saying. But it's got to be tougher. There's like, nothing wrong with it necessarily, um, but I think you're right in terms of comedians haven't had to deal with it in the same sense. So they they don't have to change it. Like as musicians, we'll change up this the, the order of the set or. Will try to link songs together in a weird way or do weird key changes. It's a little and, similar, but this, but the song, a song is like, I mean, like if you're a Weezer, people still want to hear you play saying it. So at like every show, do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, right. like, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. That's, oh, I see what you, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no punchline to songs. Yeah, like right. there's no exactly. like, like the whole song is like a cathartic thing. Like it's like a different kind of like. Whereas like a joke, it's like, I, you I know, never like thought of that. Yeah, you're right. You know, like well, they say like, oh, like. It wasn't funny the first time I heard it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. that kind of thing. Like, it's not going to be funny, like, right. the other time. So I feel like comedians yeah, like do hearing, have a tough Like, hearing part. the resolving chord of a song isn't the punchline. No. Right. It's the whole experience. Whereas, like, if you've heard a joke before, it's lost most of its punch. Well, mm-hmm. comedy, comedy, it's, you know, it's tricky because you have, I mean, what's going on in the moment where, you know, they're constantly having to write jokes of, of what's happening now and, um... You know, that can get lost very quickly if, if you're not, you know, keeping up with it. Your jokes can then become irrelevant. Whereas music is, you know, you listen to a Pink Floyd album or Led Zeppelin or whatever, or Jimi Hendrix, anybody, and it's t- yeah. fucking timeless. Yeah, dude. songs don't age like music. And I think that's that's also another, like, big point for me. That's why I don't like music that's super politicized all the time. Right. It does not age well. Right. No. Like, yeah. It's hard to listen to a I song wrote- that's shitting on Nixon, even though, like, yeah, he sucked. 
Yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe there's better songs. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Well, with Nixon, in Nixon's case, it's like, did he suck though? Because it's like he got under heat for the whole privacy, like spying thing. But it's like you think about like what we deal with now. It's like it's oh, like on yeah. a way bigger scale. So yeah. it's like really yeah, was he like, all that bad compared to what happens now? Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's it's, it's like, like a whole evil different. Yeah, it's a whole different discussion because it's like time. It's like contextually. Maybe at the time, yeah, but like now, would he be? Who knows? You know, it's like he doesn't seem like he's all that different from from anything else. I don't know, but that's like I don't want to get into that. But like, it's like I wrote like the Fried Rice. We talk about Left for Dead, and that game's like ten years old, right? But I don't feel like that dates the song. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's like certain ways to get around. Like, if you there's, talk about a certain time, well, music, like topic, music and and video games, like certain types of media, it doesn't have. Like, there's no negative effect like that. Like, no, but there is, though. There are like some songs that get, like, dated. You know what I mean? I mean, I feel like yeah. but I'm saying on a production it's not, it's not level like they do sometimes. Like, but. Looking back on it, you're not like, this made a negative impact on culture. You right. Know, looking back on it, it's nostalgic. That's true. Yeah. It's right. not like exactly. looking at, like, I don't know how it, we be, these became linked. It's not like looking back <laughs> on Nixon's presidency oh, yeah. or Reagan's presidency. <laughs> That's not nostalgic. It sucks in hindsight. Yeah. But, yeah, old video games, old even... Like Unless you're the first shit you ever 80. played, it's still nostalgic. Even if you start playing fucking Donkey Kong sixty four, and you're like, "Why do I have to collect all this?" You're gonna shit? pick it, it back up and go back <laughs> and think of that. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, and with music, like you know, you could listen to a song that was you know written, recorded, and produced, say, in, you know, in the eighties. And you, you you hear that eighties production. You hear like you know. I know you mean. Yeah. You can hear like electronic drums, more tinnier sounding guitars. Like this, everything's kind of sounds old. Right, reverb, lots of reverb, like right, dr- yeah. Dr- yeah. Dr- giant dr- halls. You sound like you sound like it's recorded in a giant hall somewhere. You know, yeah. and snares fatter than Buddha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like exactly. and, and that. But exactly. like you said, it's not even like, it's not even like. Oh, this is just like some shit. It's like it takes you back to that. Right. It's not. Time, this it's a is time outdated stamp. or something. Right. It's a timestamp. Yeah, right, exactly. and that's why like yeah. some of these like more classic albums sound timeless because they just had they're just you know guitar driven rock and it's just like that'll never go away. Right. That sound at the core is yeah. Don't get me wrong; things will sound a little different now, being digital, re-recorded, and that. But it's like a timestamp. But it's timeless because at the end of the day, it's just at the core. It's what it, it's a rock song. It's timeless right. because right. it's that's too, why vinyls make such a surge. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. sonically years, point. timeless. Like, point. like you can have one of the cooler things that I've seen recently is dudes that have like a setup where it's just this one. It's it's not a pedal board necessarily, but it's like got a bunch of foot switches on it, and it's that's where they're getting their tone from now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's almost like it gets closer and closer digitally, where you can't delineate it from analog or digital. You know? Yeah. But it's it's still like people will will buy pedals that emulate these old sounds. They still want the old sounds. Yep. Just not getting it in the same way. Like the first time. Distortion came about, dudes fucking taking razor blades to their speaker cones. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Like now, there's a digital pedal that does it, but it's the same for for anything. It's interesting. You still want those old tones, but there's new ways to get them. Well, I mean, on a drummer standpoint, it's like you know you have uh, you know program drums or you know live drums, and you know I'd much rather have live drums, even though I mean program drums. I mean on a lot of occasions, most maybe some could say would get you get the job done but uh you know there there's nothing that beats that live drum feel on a record you know what i mean i'm i'm lucky because of that there's certain things you just can't emulate cuz dude i've been sent demos from 
from plenty of friends that I've worked with for a long time. And I remember when like some of the first like sample libraries came out, they're just it's so unreal how nice. dead yeah. on they sound. And I would ask him because he's like some of my buddies are, are great drummers too. They're like, oh, you did this take? Like, damn, how'd you? And he's like, no, these are samples. Like, shit. Yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. useless. Dude. Yep. <laughs> but there's some things you just you. There's some things in studio you just can't emulate, and then yeah. on top of that, I don't give a shit. I there's nothing that replaces a live drummer. There's yeah. nothing. No, 100%. I've like so the many human elements so I've important. Seen, yeah. Even like um, like big name hip hop artists and stuff like. Seeing them with a the drummer, it's, it's like so a drummer live, yeah, dude. Like, oh See, man, yeah. like Jay Z with Aaron Spears on the drums, yeah. yeah. Like Eminem's I, got like a live drummer. I've talked about it on the show. Like, like so I saw MGK, he had a full backing band. I saw yeah. Wiz Khalifa, he had a full backing you band. Saw like, MGK, like, yeah, dude. yeah, like it was it is, amazing. It hits so much heavier. I don't it, give a it, shit. Yeah, what yeah, it said. hits harder. It sounds better. It, it just sounds. It just sounds real. It just hits so much harder than hearing a drum sample come through. Seeing the dude, it's similar like with with like bands that like use a lot of tracks where like they have their place like they have their place where there may be parts that you can't physically play live you just don't have the numbers or you don't have the abilities but like at the end of the day like bands that are mostly or if not all live it just sounds it's just it's a totally different thing it just sounds so any genre any genre genre, right it just sounds so authentic that it's it's just makes it a lot more visceral like you feel absolutely a lot more oh yeah 100%, 100%, man, 100%. Yeah, um, yeah, guys, uh, I mean, we've been out of here for about an hour and 40. I have to take a piss like a racehorse. Um, <laughs> it's been, uh, it's been, yeah, crazy. Um, but no, uh, yeah, man, this was great. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to what the future holds for, you know, you guys and us and then us as a fucking whole, like, you know, this whole organism just fucking powering through, you know. Powering through everything, yeah. Exactly. Definitely yeah. want to come back on. Yeah, uh, dude. This is going to last. Hell so, yeah. Uh, 100%. Yeah, sometime in the future, you know. Uh, this has been... I always... I love, like, everyone doing the podcast thing, man. It's, Fuck like, yeah. so cool to talk about, you you to talk about music. Talk, yeah, it's yeah. just great. Like, yeah. I feel like I get to know you guys better. Exactly. You know what I mean? This, um, yeah. I have I had an hour and 40-minute conversation, even with girls I want to sleep with. <laughs> <laughs> this has been awesome, Jeez. yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, nah, it's been a blast. You guys are always welcome on the show. Um, again, uh, Fried Rice and uh, Sweet Echo. You guys are on out. Spotify, YouTube, um, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Apple Music. Where else are you guys at? I'm probably Band missing Bandcamp. That's like a big one. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess Deezer title. I have no idea. You know, you get like the package and it's just like yeah, everything. You know, like um, you have a you have merch line out, right? What's that? You have a merch line out, right? Oh, we sell our merch for Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's the best way to. Uh, if you want some Sweep Echo merch, make sure to head over to head over to Bandcamp right now. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's it's a good time for the holiday season coming in. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, get your significant other or your best friend or you know your dog fucking a, a t-shirt or you know whatever. You know, <laughs> support the local scene, man. I mean, with Voltage, I mean, with everything happening with that, I, I hope we can maybe pull something together with that. Um, but, you know, we'll see, man. Uh, we'll see. At least we have each other and we're, you know, making do what we have. And that's fucking really all you can ask for. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. At yeah. the end of the day, I mean, these, you know, these brick and mortar venues, they may come and go. But as long as everyone's still there with, the, you know, wanting to do it. Hell, hell yeah. Bring back the Hass show. 
house yeah. too. Yeah. As long as there's the will to do it, it'll happen. Yeah, yeah. man. 100%. Yeah, New Year's Eve, man, I'm looking forward to. Uh, again, more information coming on that uh, probably at the end of the week. But, um, yeah, guy, guys, again, I uh, appreciate you guys uh, coming on. Dan, Ty, Mario. John, as always, man, thank you. Fucking right, man. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Cheers, man. All right, everyone. Uh, thank you for checking out this episode of In the Paint Podcast. Until next time. Good night.